This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we will have our NFL contest picks. But now let's talk about Saturday's NFL action for this Week 15. And let's start with a game that will kick off at 10 o'clock in the morning out here in Los Angeles. But I guess it's uh, noon and 1 o'clock for my friends here. Uh, It's the Vikings and the Bengals. Cincinnati, three-point favorites. It's a little bit juiced on BetMGM with a total of 40 and a half. Joe, what do you like here? Uh, It's so interesting, the conversation around the Vikings quarterback. Because there was a time when Dobbs was the hot name, that people were buying into Dobbs, and I think part of it was a story. And then I, I'm just some of the chatter going around, it's like some people view Mullins as an upgrade. Some people view Mullins as a big pile of suck, like maybe even a downgrade. <laughs> and then some think that they should be going to Jaron Hall instead. Like the range of opinions on the Vikings quarterback is really interesting to me. And the look ahead was Minnesota favorite. So there's also been a lot of movement towards the Cincinnati side. And I get it. They beat up on Indianapolis last week. But because you beat up a bad Colts team, yes, they're in the playoff picture, but I think we all know what they truly are or what they're closer to being than a playoff team. Um, Three and a half. I saw two and a half this morning. I saw threes this morning. Mm -hmm. And BetMGM was at three and a half. And I, I see in the contest, that, that we'll talk about in 20 minutes that was at three like it's all over the place my guess is this one's decided on how jake browning handles pressure with his receivers and that you know vikings quarterback you insert one whatever guy you go with there's probably not that much difference between the three which is typically a problem it's good that uh, it sounds like justin jefferson says he's in so he's going to be back you know he he came back from injury and then last week he exits with the chest injury uh, it looks good that he's going to return, but that's really what it comes down to. Um, how's Browning going to do against the pressure? Bottom line, it feels like it's a bit of a big move for me for Cincinnati to go, well, they got the backup quarterback, their season's over to, okay, taking Mess dog. Oh, look, they're covering and they're winning. And to now that they're laying more than a field goal. Yeah, I mean, for me, it comes down to, like, is Jake Browning a fluke or will this continue? And I did like Ian's point about the Minnesota defense playing very well. But also the thing that I don't like is just the Vikings being on their fourth quarterback. The Josh Dobbs honeymoon ended. I like the Bengals side here. I don't. I like the Vikings, and I like them a lot here. Uh, it might even be my favorite play of this Saturday. And look, Justin Jefferson playing, I think that's significant. I mean, for the most part, Dobbs didn't have him except for one stretch, and you might even argue that Dobbs was the reason why Justin Jefferson didn't finish that game. Uh, and that, to me, is important in terms of evaluating quarterbacks. But to me, I think the defensive arguments matter a lot more than who the backup quarterbacks are going to be. And uh, Arjun Menon 100, uh, who you can follow on X, tweeted a Mm -hmm. list of which teams allow the highest rate of explosive plays. And the Vikings have the lowest rate of 6.5% or 4.2 explosive plays allowed per game. The Bengals have the highest rate at 11.2% or 7.4% per game. You're telling me 
that a defense that allows a ton of 20-plus yard pass plays will have to contain Justin Jefferson? Really? No. I want the points. Vikings plus three, plus three and a half, I think is fine. Okay, so all of these uh, all these explosive receivers, what about the total? Mm-hmm. It's the lowest of Saturday at 40 and a half. Is this an overspot? I know it's bad, you know, subpar Ooh. quarterback play, but could we see some points? Yes, I absolutely do. Yeah. I absolutely do. I wonder, and this kind of goes back to something we talked about uh, with Corey Parson earlier on in the show, that maybe the market is reacting or overreacting to having so many backup quarterbacks playing that we just yep. look at this and we sort of treat it like a preseason game. Oh, oh, they're not going to score any points. No, no, no. They're adjusting. And at some point you do have to go over on some of these games and maybe that pivot point was last week. And now we are going to see some points again. I mean, look, we've got some great receivers here. You're absolutely right. Like Justin Jefferson, yeah. assuming he's well enough and will be there for the duration of the game going up against Jamar Chase and, and that great group. At some point, you have to believe that they are more than capable of acquiring explosive plays, regardless of who the quarterback is. Like, they're competent enough to be starting an NFL game. So at some point, you do have to trust that, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Nick Mullins, he's got some experience. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. If he's been around in the league a while, man. It's been like six, seven years for him already. And we trust O'Connell for the most part. The coaching staff is good for the Vikings. So if I'm doing something, I probably go there, but I prefer that overplay if I'm betting that, betting that game. And, you know, I was, I was bothered by the the size of Mullen's head. Like it felt like the helmet was too small. Like it was just like Mm. painted on there. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, man. Yeah. I'm having a tough time to decide. I would just play the total in Vikings Bengals. I just am shocked how confident Ed feels backing the Vikings after they only put up three points. Like, what if Justin Jefferson isn't 100%? What if Nick Mullins isn't very good? Like, I just, I I guess this is what we totally disagree on. Well, and I mean, I know you mentioned the point about Jake Browning and kind of believing in him. Like, the Vikings can employ a lot of pressure. They do blitz a lot. This might be a completely different test for him. Like, if he passes this test, yeah. then he might be, you know, top two, top three backup quarterback as far as I'm concerned. But this is a different challenge be. altogether. And at some point, you do have to respect that, right? Mm-hmm. Honestly, the Nick Mullins is, like, the only thing that's holding me back from pulling the trigger on the Vikings. Um, and the reason yeah, for that is just over yeah. the past month, like Ian mentioned, their top five defense EPA. Number one, dropback EPA and on defense over the past month. And we've seen this against Brock Purdy, against the number, like even Mahomes, they were in that game the whole way. Like Brian Flores, this is a Brian Flores bet for me um, against the young quarterback. Different story if it's Joe Burrow, but against the young quarterback, I'm that was kind of the case for him against the 49ers and Brock Purdy. Um, I would, that that's what this is for me. I, honestly, Mullins is the only thing that I'm like, man, th- like this could be a disaster with this kid. But otherwise, it's a Vikings defense spot for I, me. Yeah, yeah and we've mean, seen enough from Brown. The- I trust Browning. That's the thing. That's what oh, I'm more at. than that's why that's the thing. Like, yeah. if Jake Browning is playing quarterback for the Vikings, like if I had oh, seen man. a couple of these Jake Browning type games for <laughs> Nick Mullins, then I'd be in. Yeah. But like, I just I have no idea mm-hmm. who the hell is showing up under center. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's fair. 
How about we move on now to a game where our guests earlier in the program uh, disagreed uh, when it came to the Broncos and the Lions. I believe, uh, what was it? Uh, Ian McMillan was backing the Broncos and then Corey Parson was backing the Lions. Maybe I have those confused. Make sure to check out our podcast to make sure if I'm right or not. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise. Okay. Uh, yes. So <laughs> Broncos, Lions, Detroit, four point favorites here with a total of 47 and a half. Joe, what do you like here? Yeah, I know a lot A lot has been made of the Broncos' turnovers, and it should be. I mean, we're talking about eight games, 18 takeaways that they've had when they've allowed only 12 touchdowns. Why? Because shorter drives because of those turnovers. I get it. Um, but, like, you also need to give them some credit. That In the move from a 1-5 start to now sitting 7-6 and six competing for a playoff spot, they did beat Kansas City. They did beat Buffalo. They beat Cleveland. All three of them are probably going to be in the AFC playoffs. Like these are, it's not a soft schedule thing. It's just a question of is this sustainable on the turnover end? But we do know that they have good coaching, you know, to back that up. And the Lions. Okay, my first reaction when I saw this matchup after Sunday, after the Lions lose to the Bears, is okay. They're going back indoors. Everybody's out on Detroit. This is a time to back Detroit. I just wasn't sure that it was going to be at 1.5 this week. That is too much. I understand why it was pushed back down a little bit, and now we're sitting at four. I get that. If this was three, I'd be in on Detroit. I, I'm hesitating a little bit at that at that number of four. But for yeah, I, I like I said, I was thinking Lions early on, but I'm just hesitating because of because of the number. Yeah, and the the Lions have failed to cover three of their last four. They turned the ball over. That's been a story for more than a month. While you also mentioned the Broncos and leading the league in their takeaway, so this is a bit of a mismatch. I'm gonna I like the Broncos. I'm gonna take the points, and I'd even consider Broncos money line as well. Wow. Okay. There you go. Well, plus money banger <laughs> getting, there. Getting Gotta frisky. Get... Yeah, I got to get at least one plus money banger in there in the Saturday slate. Here's my question. Does this number move? Because my model has this as Lions minus 3.4. And right now at four, I wouldn't do it. But let's say it gets to like four and a half. Is that possibility there? Is this something where maybe I should wait? I I don't think it's going... I'm just guessing. I was... When you said does it move, I was thinking it could go to three and a half when you said move. Right. Well, then I'm definitely not going to do it if that happens. I I guess maybe I'm hoping it might go in the other direction, like, you know, Detroit money or something. But I'm probably with you. Like, if I were to do it now, otherwise, like, I I just don't like a side here then. Yeah. The Lions just haven't been winning by margin. I'm sure Joe knows that because of the Lions stuff. But, I mean, they just haven't. It's They just don't beat teams or you know crush anybody so i just think the way this denver team has been playing it makes me feel like they figured something out if denver doesn't create turnovers this could be just the lions get right spot mm-hmm. you know that's absolutely that's where i'm at for me it's the lions or nothing but at, at the current number i don't like it at you know three three and a half it's a conversation mm-hmm yeah, and, and to me, it's almost like the other direction where, like, right now I'm having the conversation, but if it gets to three and a half, absolutely not. Like, I'm not touching anything at all. And then even props will be hard to come by. I'm sure I'll find something, but definitely that's kind mm-hmm. of where I am. Uh, 
one more game for Saturday. Steelers and Colts. Indianapolis at home, one and a half point favorites with a total of 42 and a half. What are we thinking here? All right. So we're getting some good news on the Pittsburgh side, and I'm sure that's why the numbers uh, come down a little bit. Not sure if it's uh, sharp money or just uh, some of the news that was coming out. Uh, You've got, as far as Watt, cleared from concussion protocol, practice in full yesterday. There were some questions if he was going to go. Watt is going to be out there. Highsmith, uh, dealing with a concussion, he's limited. So, you know, we'll see over the next couple of days where he is. But, uh, you know, just Watt being out there, it's kind of like, uh, you know, with the Eagles and Lane Johnson. When you look at the on-off splits for the for the Steelers with Watt, like it is significant, you know, mm-hmm. for a non-quarterback, very important. So you've got the Steelers. You know that Tomlin's all over the backsides, right? Back-to-back home, terrible losses against Arizona and New England. Extra time to prepare off the Thursday game. Yeah, it looks like you're still going to be dealing with Trubisky. Um, You're getting now one and a half. It was two and a half earlier on in the week. But, um, yeah, this this has just got all the makings of a Steelers spot for me as a short dog. And if you're scared about that, if you want to tease them to more than a touchdown, I like that look, guys. I'm – I'm fine with it. And, you know, you've got Indy just nobody thinks they're real. And they were just dismantled last week by the Bengals. Like, I've I've never trusted them. And a lot of their wins, it's over teams like Carolina, New England, Tennessee in overtime. Not all that impressive. And, and I know they're not playing anybody the rest of the season. That's a story with the Colts. They might just sneak in because their schedule is, is so soft. But uh, I, I like the Steelers as a short dog. This one's hard for me because I took a big stand on the Steelers and it has been miserable ever <laughs> since that Instagram post. I hate the Colts. Did you delete I it? I want the Colts delete to it. lose. To lose. They won't win don't, until don't you delete, delete it. it. I don't think Gardner it. Menchu over Mitch Trubisky, though, is a better look even with TJ Watt back. I think I'm yeah. going to end up passing on this one. It's gross. But I would lean Colts here, even with the whole Tomlin as a dog, amazing trend that he has. I Mm -hmm. just think the Colts will still cover this. Are we disagreeing on all three games, Aaron? Because I I think we have. Sounds uh, like a plan. Vikings for me. (laughs) And, you know, I'm probably leaning uh, Broncos, I suppose, you know, depending. Well, yeah, Broncos by the number. Uh, But in this one, I would take the points with the Steelers. Like, I feel pretty good about this one. Uh, Probably a get right spot for Pittsburgh. And yes, we sort of detailed what's going on with the pass rushers. But I want to give some love to Patrick Peterson here. On passes below 10 air yards, Peterson has three receptions under expected. That's a top 10 mark here. I think the Steelers do a really good job as far as containing those short passes. That's going to matter a great deal going up against Gardner Minshew, and maybe you don't really trust this receiving crew all that much. And so I think the Steelers' defense will be reigning supreme here, and the Colts won't have uh, as explosive of offense as, say, we've seen over the last several weeks. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our NFL contest picks right here on the BetQL Network.